Oh, well, he'll grow up sometime. But at 15, 15, 15... Yeah, not bad. Yourself? Yeah, I'm pretty good. All very formal. We thought we'd set up the podcast a little bit more, so let me just quickly nip that in, and yeah. then uh, you can do your little anecdotes for the week, because I'm sure you've got absolutely loads locked in the chamber. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the podcast where we review the first 15 minutes of free films, and then choose one to watch in full and review next week. That bit nicer, a bit more of a soundbite. It is. We can, we can sell that. Maybe we can finally get those advertisers, you know, to finally back us. They didn't like my screaming my head off. Absolutely, absolutely no, no, what it is. I'll make sure to, uh, I was about to say to send that out again, but it didn't get any traction the first time. So, yeah. No, it didn't. <laughs> any traction the second. Um, so this week we went to uh, Denverdale, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sort of like a quiet, sort of picturesque. Oh, one minute. I'm in Rio. I'm just going to listen to my favorite podcast. They've gone to Demby Dale. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the screeching voice. It takes a piece of advertisers. I've seen it. It was vile. And we walked past, and there was these two kids sat in a garage, uh, like a really sort of posh suburb. It's quite a nice area. Describe these kids. Are they? Uh, one was they walked us up the same age, uh, probably about eight, nine, something like that. One was shining their shoes. Maybe a little older. And they were I'm sat, from the Denby Dale. They were sat there and they sat there uh-huh. on a table and it looked like they were doing yard sale. Anyway, we walked by, take comfort for a walk, uh, go back to the car, pick up some change because we weren't going to go walk, walk past them again. Mm-hmm. Start walking towards them and I see the boy do this, which is the Catholic cross uh-huh. uh, for the uh, listeners. Which is basically, every, which is basically every the one of you. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, was it named yeah. after Jenny? Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so Underhill, we, yes. we came up to them and they said we were their first customers of the day. And, and it was like half two Aww. on a Sunday. They'd been there since two. No, then honestly, I feel like they've been there for ages. So we get there, we've got like four quid in my pocket. I thought, oh, you know what? When I said that, I'm giving them all this money. Yeah. Sit there. What are you expect? He whacks like, out a card machine. <laughs> Take cards. Like, I'm expecting yeah, you're our first cash payer of the day. Um I'm expecting <laughs> three grand. <laughs> I'm expecting like Yu-Gi-Oh cards and like an old cap and like I don't yeah. know, like, a tennis ball. It's not 20 years ago. Or like stuff they found around the house, like in their mm-hmm. parents' room, like a black mamba or like cigars <laughs> or whatever. Anyway, get there. It's the crap. And yeah. it's marked up like ridiculous like so we've walked <laughs> over there with their first customer what we have crap? to buy like, what something. is it just not just stuff kids have what were toys like a like a slinky sort of thing and like a uh i don't know like just little shit and it's like eight quid 
that stuff was like eight pounds. <laughs> Couldn't believe what I walked into. Going to work out why he's not had any customers. Well, and so we we were stood there. Claudia goes, uh, "I'll have that." Right, just says something because it's like the only thing not marked up. She went, "How much what is that?" It? And he went, "A quid." <gasps> and he was like, "All oh, right, okay." So we took that off him. Got it. What was it? What uh, was little, it? Like a ball, a squeezy ball, right? Yeah. Uh, we start walking away and stuff. So we spent a pound. We bought something else for a pound. So we gave him two quid. Start what was walking. the other thing you bought? A little a rainbow slinky thing because the girl had it. So we had to give a pound to each of them. Do you know what I mean? Boys' yeah, table, yeah. girls' table. Um, and then Cody's walking away and she goes, thinking about it, that wasn't marked up. I said, well, how did you see it then? She went, the dog was playing with it. We just, he just, <laughs> we just quickly took something from the garage that wasn't marked up. The only thing that was reasonably placed because he hadn't actually put any thought into it and just went a quid. Um, so that poor dog? Poor dog. It was a lovely dog as well. Caught up, in, oh. caught up with it. Um, right, Dan, last week. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start listening to this shit, man. <laughs> They're crazy. The thing you need from a dog. <laughs> um, we watched Point Break. Well, we chose to we watch did. Point Break, and so we both did. We watched it last night. The 1991... I worked out Keanu Reeves is 25. Me, we did that film. Ah, right. The Catherine Bigelow film. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Dan? Well, we had a bit of difficulty watching it, didn't we? Because I used Dan's Prime to watch mm-hmm. this stuff, as I also use his Disney Plus and his Netflix. Mm-hmm. And you said we couldn't watch it at the same time, so you had to stay up late. What's to watch that? It. Have, have I finished using The Leech? No, I'm just talking to him now, but I'll give it over for Bloodletting later. Is it sorry? I didn't see you there. I like it best when he's a character actor. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, so you had to stay up late, basically. I did. I was up till half past midnight. The wee hours. Do you have anything nice while you're doing your podcast? I'm, the witching I'd... hours. The wee hours. What, the wee hours of the morning? Like the early hours? Oh. The small hours? No, but that's not... No, no, no. That's like 3 a.m. In the wee small hours of the morning. That's is that the time you're up to? No, half half twelve. That's the witching hour, isn't it? Twelve o'clock. Fucking hell! I wish we could start this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, so you watched a film? Yes. Point Break. What did you think? Uh, the same film as you. Um. So on second watching and actually watching it seriously, I quite enjoyed it. Oh. Okay. Um. I kind of got it. It was quite slick. Oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, you got it. Sorry. You got Oh, you got it. Obviously. It laid back server, dude. You got it. Of course you got it. What did you get? Yeah. I in- I've, I've written a whole thing. So why don't you let me do my thing? Um, I don't think it relied too much This'll on... This will be organic. <laughs> I used that word in there. <laughs> yeah. Go on. As, um, a, as a laid back server would. He only has organic. I thought it just got on with the story. It didn't worry too much about exposition or anything like that. And I think it was a good action movie. I think the sequence. Oh, I've just put my hand in front of my face. <laughs> I thought the um, sequence. Yeah, we see noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought the sequences were fantastic. I thought they were amazing. The Both sequences. The action, yeah. All, all skydiving. Every single all sequence. The surfing, yeah. The, all the fights. Action. Yeah. The action. The chase. Easy. All of that, the daredevil stuff, the violence, the, all of it. I thought it was that was done really handled, 
handled really well and mm. also shot really well. <laughs> it was done handled. It was done handled. Can't wait for yours. I know. I know I shouldn't have done that. Um, I for and I thought Catherine Bigelow's direction was really strong, dynamic and interesting. Yeah. I thought the villains as these ex-presidents, I thought they were very watchable. They moved really who, well. Who were the presidents? I got one wrong, by the way. Yeah, I didn't get Linda B. Johnson until he said yeah, LBJ. LBJ was the one we didn't get. But I got Nixon, Reagan, and Carter. Oh, I thought, I thought we were going to have to just wait then for a few minutes for you. <laughs> and I can see why. So I recently watched Hot Fuzz, and obviously this and Bad Boys 2 like, feature quite heavily in that. And I can see why people watch like Point this. Break, Dan. I didn't watch Bad no, Boys No, I can see why Point Break is held in high esteem for that kind of movie. I think it, I think it can be, I think I can understand why it was uh, iconic. And I thought <laughs> uh, Patrick Swayze was very good. Right. Um, are you going to leave any words left for me to talk at any point yes, during this? Yes, because, and I thought Busey was good. Gary Busey was JFK good. JFK wasn't in it, Dan. He was. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, despite being a Luther Cannon, but two things. I hated the ending and Keanu Reeves did not do enough. Right, with his face. Just, yeah, generally. It was awful, wasn't it? Right, okay. So before I sort of give my little bit, let's let's talk. Okay, let's just give my little bit then because you are just going to eviscerate me if I just start riffing here. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I think the action sequences were nothing short of exhilarating. They were absolutely magnificent. They really were. Mm-hmm. Um, but the script was a wash. <laughs> Just let him do it himself. <laughs> and sort of like as the film, a wash with what? Like, <laughs> like a washout, like bad. Not that a wash. My, that was my headline. It was, it was washed out. No, it was a, a wash. wash. No, a wash. A wash with something. You say a wash with, don't you? No, you can say a wash. It's like a dogritty term. Washington. <laughs> anyway, but then as the film sort of descended into its final act, well, not really. No, they go halfway. Up, they go up. They paddle up. They don't descend halfway through, and it yeah. got sucked into this sort of riptide. Old school mm-hmm. theme again there. Mm-hmm. Um, the whistle highs and the whistle highs. I don't, Captain Nemo. What do you mean? <laughs> the I've, I've written some puns there, by the way, for Sound of Metal. When we get to that. <laughs> The visceral highs and the cheap lows just got accentuated. Do you know what I mean? What were the it, cheap lows? Uh, just the really cliched scenes, basically. Such as? Such as the ending. <laughs> it froze his badge. The, I hated the ending. I and hated then, it. But it, Overall, it was an interesting film. Mm-hmm. And despite it being just like flawed, like I think terrible flawed, actually. I think these flaws can be bypassed by the brain and you can actually say it was an enjoyable experience. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It felt very generic, but Your also weirdly just, yeah, just. No, as in, <laughs> you're wobbling it. Oh, right. Thanks. Because <laughs> you're so, I think you're just a wash. Um, but you know what I mean? It felt very generic and singular mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the same time. It did, it did evoke that sort of guttural response to it, which I guess surfing does for surfers. That part was done very well. And Catherine Bigelow's actresses were amazing. So the mm-hmm. stuff she had control of. She'd handled well. Yeah, yeah, very well. 
But I think the screenplay was appalling. And I don't think she had the choice of casting, obviously. That would have been thrown upon her. That, I yeah. think, that was really poor as well. I felt Keanu Reeves, I think all of them, I think the movement in this film is really great. Um, Keanu Reeves moves very well. But he just didn't... Apart from his face. Yeah, he just Once didn't again. get anywhere near the, the depth. There was one scene where he was laughing and talking <laughs> to Tyler. You know the girl, Tyler. He was like joking around with her or something. And it mm-hmm. felt quite natural. And I was like, okay, you can't, you're can't. you actually doing... And then just afterwards... It no, was- I think that was just natural, though. Like, the only natural part was when he was kissing her. There was one bit where it was quite a playful kissing had to leave. Yeah. And that yeah, was the that only bit. natural yeah, that, part. That, that's the scene I'm talking about, yeah. Well, it's just because it was a guy kissing a girl and he was just kissing someone. That's why it was natural. It wasn't any mm. acting going on there. Uh, maybe, yeah. But he was just so monotone. And I think, I literally believe he was, because he was so monotone, they had to put Nida's exposition in. Do you know what I mean? He kept explaining what he should just be showing on his face. Yeah. Like that bit yeah. when he, he's like, they need to find out a little bit more about Tyler. It's like, I need to find a way in. And yeah. he says, her parents, and he goes, That'll do. It's like, oh, yeah. what is this? Like, it, it started poor. About 50 yeah. minutes in, it gets better because it yeah, just sort of with that. just throws itself. Do you know what I mean? Gary Busey was amazing. It stands in... upon the board, Dan. Halfway in, it jumps upon the board and then it's, it's at the mercy of the waves. It pops. I think that you pop on it, don't you? Yeah, I, no, I Gary Busey, when he was running to help Keanu Reeves, his character, Johnny Utah, getting beaten up and then... Brody, oh, Cap- yeah. Patrick Swayze tells him, and he came to the top of the stairs. That bit mm-hmm. was genius acting. Mm-hmm. Has anyone seen a dog? <laughs> <laughs> it keeps going back there, doesn't it? Later on, <laughs> where's my dog? <laughs> <laughs> did you catch? Yeah, that will be annoying on the mics. Uh, did you catch? <laughs> did you catch his surname? Who? Angelo oh, Bellotti. Papas. Oh, man. <laughs> Who's Angelo Bellotti? He's a footballer called Bolotti, Andrea. Anyway, maybe I'm just gonna. The thing about the ending, because I did actually, I vented a little bit, was I feel it just completely did a disservice to the entire film and the moral of it. Because I think it was, sh- I think it fitted the film perfectly, that cliched ending. No, I, I think it could have, it would have really elevated the film if he'd arrested him. Because there was a line when, um, they were in after when after he's they've got Tyler and they're in the plane and he's been shot. Uh, the guy's bleeding out and he's just about to jump. And he says, "Your body's going cold from the blood leaking out of it." Mm. Um, people have been basically saying your actions have consequences. And he says, "What are you going to do? You could never run from this. They're going to hunt you down. Three police, three pe- people are dead. A cop's dead. You know all this." And I think that's kind of the point that. And Patrick Swayze did it really well in that he completely showed up the hypocrisy of Brody's character, that it's all spiritual, man, and throwing down democracy and, you know, sticking it to the man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never do any violence. You know, I've got people for that. I'm just a thinker. And then he kills people. He kills, what, three people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so it shows his hypocrisy. And for Keanu Reeves' character to let him go out on the waves, what? It would have I been thought, so I much. Th- I thought you got it, though, Dan. The point was that they're all surfers and they had to catch that yeah. wave. That's the yeah, whole point of it. But if he denied him his dream because of the, as a response to his actions, as a consequence of his actions, that shows growth in his character because Keanu Reeves' character was totally besotted by Brody throughout the whole film. And that yet at the end, that's the interesting part. He's not. It? He shouldn't be. 
but he 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 just reverts back to it and lets him do it, and it just was like what? That's, the, and then it was throws the badge away and all that. Well, shit. that's it. This 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 very rigid romance that was there with Tyler felt nothing compared to this sort of frisson. Right, yeah. with, with homoerotic romance with uh, Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. And he is like beautiful, that. right? Oh, he's very handsome in this film, Patrick Swayze. Like, in Dirty Dancing, I find handsome. it a bit weird because she's so young and he's older and I'm a bit like, nah, I don't get it. In this, I'm like, shag me. <laughs> no, he's very... He, he, all the women like Swayze. and I didn't understand why, but no, he's very handsome. He's very, very, very handsome. Um, no, it just felt the whole... The parts when it got good were that... You know, it was like departed moments mm-hmm. where it's the infiltrator. It's like a year, yeah. it's like a year bra version of the departed. Those little <laughs> yeah. bits. Oh, that's, yeah. that's quite good. But then <laughs> the fact that he was so bad at his job that it was like an hour in, careful spoilers here, but when he sort of works out who the bank robbers are and he stood there by the beach like, watching them and like, everyone else who's watched this has known this for like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That bit was infuriating. Yeah, that bit, and also the whole part of the film was a little bit solid because I was I wasn't quite watching it because it was like fifty minutes in or so, and Claudia, with her encyclopedic Friends knowledge, spots yeah. someone and she went that that person's in Friends, right? <laughs> and I was like, well, that person's in Friends, and she went, yeah, he's in one episode and he dates Phoebe, and I'm like, right. this is like from ten years before that episode of Friends. So I'm like, no, you're stupid, you're wrong. And she better massage, and of course it was. And it's the it's the Roach guy who's in it all the way through. You know the guy that's the final, the final guy in the yeah. parachute, and he just chucks him out. You know he's dead, and he just slaps <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> and he gives him the also, money. Also, I was thinking when Keanu Juice jumps out after him. No spoilers. Well, why did he not go for that body? I don't know why he didn't do that one. Yeah, he's just drawn to Patrick Swayze, wasn't he? Yeah. I want to hug you. I want to. I want to fight you in the air. But it, that was amazing. I want to bite you in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> do you think um, it was? This is a stupid question. I'm not going to answer it. I'm going to ask it. I've said it now. Is it? Do you think it was them? Or is that stupid? Do I think it was mental <laughs> that you went shag me about practice? Where is it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it would do. Moving um, on. Uh, oh, also the music on the credits. <laughs> it's like some horrible oh, crap rock music. I just like, I turn that off. For the credits. <laughs> no, it's like the first shot. It's like, um, no, the beat comes in just as it's sort of fading out. It's like him looking out because he throws his badge away because he wants yeah. to go surf or something. I don't really know why. Oh, also, I've been to that place. Do you know where that last scene was? What? I went um, there. Torquay. It's on Bill's the beach. So was great beach. on the Great Ocean Road at South uh, Australia. You could point right. to where it is on which part of Australia on your handy map. There you go. And if you oh, go wow. all the way to the other side and what? point to Rio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that was that. Should we should we give some scores out of 10? I like yeah, I gave it a seven. Bit. I give it a seven. Uh, yeah, I feel mentally like I might actually also give it a seven. I think that's just insane. Why would I give that a film seven? No, let's give it a because it's no, in, it was it was a good film. It's watchable. It, just, it, it was very watchable and it was enjoyable. And and the the sequences are amazing. Uh, yeah, really are good. But he and the end just bad for me. What did you think of the female character throughout Tyler? Mm, the melodramatic. I thought she, I thought she had great autonomy. That's a good word, isn't it? Great autonomy mm. until she, she got captured. 
No, and then when she got captured and was let out and was running in like a white nightgown. <laughs> she, reminded of the, just... she reminded me of the woman in The Shining, another horrible over-the-top actress in that. You've just ruined her character. She's now just, oh, oh you know, she's... Damsel yeah. distress, yeah. Yeah, from, from being, you know, a really interesting and... One sec, we'll get to the, this. Wait, wait down, have a drink. <laughs> interesting and... Was that actually dynamic it? character? He loves Edgy. To, he loves to finish on a sip. That's how he does finish it. That's Patrick Swayze knows. Um, okay, so Dan, uh, three films this week. You've chosen them. You've chosen some really good ones as well. So let's get to the first one. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking at reviewing one of these next week, correct? Yeah, we've got to choose one for next week. We watched the first fifteen minutes. I know which one it was going to be already. Yeah, pretty much. Me too. The last one. Go on. That joke doesn't work for anyone. It's not... <laughs> hey, come Good on. Point. So the first film it only works is... for me and I knew you were going to do it and I was trying to hurry <laughs> along so you didn't. Right. Do you want me to read the things? No, I, I wanted to just name the film. I was trying to give you a part of this podcast. So I said, okay. Dan, what is the film? Heat. Thank you. Not okay, the my, Sandra Bullock me, me and again. Melissa okay, McCarthy. So... <laughs> one. You can't spell Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> Diabetes. Um, okay, so Heat, Dan. What, what year did it come out? Mm, it's in the 90s. Is, is it? it that? Yeah. Must be. I know which year. I know, what, I know what it is. Yeah, it is. I always know that when I Google it as well. Right. You no, know, I Googled it earlier before. I didn't know before. 95. 95. I would have said yeah, that. You were born. I said that. Um, Hot year. Right, so first thing first, this is a very cool film. It's very quite cool. bad that we both haven't watched this. I've had it recommended to me like loads. Same. I thought you were going to say by you then. I was trying to make him <laughs> think of someone like Masseuse or something. <laughs> he will not shut up about deep heat. Um, <laughs> um, and you start. Tell me about this film. <laughs> what did you think? Oh, we thought we were going to be so much more professional on this one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a joke. Sorry, I am not. I'm trying to think of a joke from you saying. Masseur... Sorry, I'm not. I'm not recovered from you saying shag me. This <laughs> way is it? That's absolutely thrown me <laughs> off kilter. I right. was trying to think of a joke to do with what my I... monsieur would recommend. Yeah, go on. I'll and it was bit... going to really camp on like someone to be war dogs. Three men in a boat. War dogs. Three men in a boat. What? It's a joke. I'm very warm. <laughs> okay. Right, must be the heat. Heat. Really nice cinematography. Let's start with that. Mm. And let's not clap all the way through what I just spoke. Mm-hmm. Really nice cinematography. Just in the credits, the opening what, credits. Dan, what I like about you is you highlight your own mistakes. You're the first, put your hands up. My hands are <laughs> in front of the mouth. Like, I'm clapping my hands. I just did that. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> zinger, zinger, zinger. Uh, so great cinematography now what I okay great cinematography I didn't write so much here so let me just get some more stuff out um, damn this is like cat versus mouse but they're both cats it's quite literally Tom Tom and Tom you like that like Tom and Jerry but Tom yeah and Tom. I got it that's pretty good isn't it I don't think they're both like cats they're both stalking okay it's other stuff I like that as well 
Barely any who? dialogue. Who was stalking who? No, they're just stalking. All right. <laughs> where they walk. <laughs> For those who are listening, I just mind being a stalk. Oh, we're trying to shoot, please. <laughs> Who, who's giving him stilts? Stalking here. <laughs> that was good. That was a good joke. Um, <sighs> so, no, do you know what I mean? Like, they're sort of prowling. They sort of... Yes. Feline you know I mean? in that predatory... Yes. No, yes. not feline. Makes it sound gay as fuck. <laughs> Give us your money. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Anyway, what I was trying to say is very, very little dialogue because these characters feel authentic. Do you know what I mean? They're authentic. They are no-nonsense people. They aren't raconteurs. They're not there for, like, quick quips or, you know, like, elegant speech. Not Oscar Wilde out here. They're Mm -hmm. gangsters. They're motherfuckers. Do you know what I mean? They are, 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 though. But their actions is what speaks for them. And there's no need. Like, they'll bollock people, and then they'll direct people, and then that is it. Yeah. And that just felt fantastic. Two words that I put next to each other were lean, which I think is sort of part of what you're saying. It's incredibly lean. Yeah. It feels there's no fat on it. No. And also fluid. It moves. It's quick. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, there's no jerky moments. There's no stop the start. It's just one. It felt reminiscent of, um, two films drive and, Mm. uh, hell or high water. And those really dynamic openings where, you know, it, it's moving and it's, I think it helps because it's heist and it's cars and there's stuff going on, but it felt slick. Maybe that's. I, I've never, I've never seen a set piece, which the first 15 minutes has a really big set piece where uh, a, a massive truck basically smashes into an armored vehicle. that's usually like carrying money, but usually, yeah. in this case it's carrying documents. I've never seen one of those fitting so seamlessly into the opening 15 minutes and you sort of don't really realize that's a set piece until it's finished. You went, well, that was massive. That was been an yeah. insane few days filming mm. for that. Um, yeah, and for that. The whole thing is exquisite filmmaking. It feels it really so tense. modern as well. It feels yeah, incredibly it feels incredibly modern. This film could have come apart from the fact that Robert De Niro and Al Pacino are slightly l- less leathery and tanned. Um, Robert De Niro aged badly in the last 20, well, 30 years, isn't he? Yeah, well, I'll get, I'll get off his back. He's all right. No, I feel uh, he looked yeah, old. That, he looked old in that, that film, though. Didn't look as old as he's looked previously. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> the aging process. Anything else, there, folks? Yeah. <laughs> um, um. Oh, I put it was great, tense, very tense the whole way through, but in like an exciting way. You know, I wasn't. Um, yeah, I don't think they were going to get caught at any point. No. I did think he was going to get shot, the other guy, though. But I was worried for everyone they were going to encounter. Basically, they, mm-hmm. when we were talking about they, we were talking about the crew here that put yeah. together this heist. I was worried for whoever's going to get in their way because these are like pile drivers. They'll just smash right through you. Um, <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Pets, that's you? Um, and also, it went so fast. I know this mm-hmm. is not that particularly relevant to other people, but for us watching 15 Minutes... Right, you can if you think something's eight minutes and it's like fourteen, that's an enormous difference. Yeah. And we'll get onto later. We almost basically finished and it's like six minutes <laughs> of the way through. Uh, it's usually not a great sign. Um, so Dan, I take it you want to watch this? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
also I think it it would feel quite nice compared to what we've just reviewed, obviously in Point Break, in in the similar time period. Mm-hmm. Not on action well, films. Action films. I was going to say. I was going to say similar themes, but I'm not sure this is a buddy cop movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah. What? Oh, right. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Get that. Point one. Break. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. But I thought you meant Point Break was a buddy cop movie then. <laughs> If you want buddy cop movies, there's also a film called Heat with Marissa McCarthy. <laughs> that's not what we, is that not what we were watching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's there. She's always in disguise. She could play any of them. <laughs> Al Pacino. She went into the background. Should we talk about Al Pacino's sex scene? <laughs> you were repulsed. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. It was like watching a... I had to go to one of these before, so it, it didn't go down so well. It's like watching everywhere. a 45-year-old man have sex. That's what it was like. It's like watching a tortoise eat a slipper or something. It, just, it was just horrible. It was just it's horrible. eagle eat a tortoise before. It's an elegant. <laughs> Did you mean stalk? Very good. Um, right, so we want to watch this. Yeah. Uh, but a contender appears. A contender appears. <laughs> What these guys are crazy. <laughs> the sound of metal. Uh-huh. Oscar nominated. Oscar yeah. winning. What did he win? Didn't win. Didn't, didn't it oh. win something? I think that maybe it won sound. Something to do with sound mixing. Probably would probably did win something with sound. Do you think we should know that as a film podcast? No. I'm not even. Com- I'm not even sure there is an Oscar for sound. <laughs> Next, you'll be telling me there's an Oscar for animation. Um. So Riz Ahmed plays a drummer who's a uh, definitely in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he plays it very well, and I won't hear anything bad said about him. Yeah. He silenced all the critics. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I heard. Was- I heard filming oh. was a real slog. He could only. Eat- Things out of tin. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Oh, you throw me off mine. I had one. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God, it's gone now. Wasn't a tone-deaf performance. Oh. Shoehorned that in. Yeah, no feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, he plays a drummer, and he's losing his hearing. And it's sad. Yes. <laughs> Especially for you, right? Because this really hit you on a personal level. It did. It's opened a lot of wounds. <laughs> <laughs> How many drinks have I had? That <laughs> um, time I paid my tab. Um, <laughs> I have got tinnitus. Apparently. Sorry, Dan. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> the deafening sound. Dan, you stop making a high pitch frequency. <laughs> You know, again, hear it. Uh, I actually have, but Dan doesn't believe me because you uh, don't believe him. Fine. Uh, right. What was interesting about this was the soundscape. Um, Sorry, but- just completely below Brazil. There's like the bit sticking up. Right, Antarctica. Is that part of Antarctica? Well, what else is it? I didn't know Antarctica. Uh, that bit what? that's point. Why is no, there no, a on, suck- the, on above Why? your hand? Raise Why your hand is up. there a fucking mirror? Behind seven etiquette of your reflection. That big pointy bit is 
that is well, what Antarctica. else what else could it be well i didn't know i knew the bit to the right of it was antarctica well someone give this man a medal no it's just interesting i've never seen that before. okay so let's give who's ahmed Right, we know we're going to watch Heat, but let's give Sound of Metal a fair shake. Yeah. As you will with Patrick. Um, <laughs> so all the Manu show is exaggerated because it's playing on the importance that sound has in his life. Yeah. Um, and then also when we start to see him lose his hearing, it replays these moments and sound nice is not gone. What, was, what I really quite liked is, for me, it felt quite a lot like um, Andrea Arnold's American Honey, which amazing film. Uh, was in my top 15 list. Me and Dad did a top 15 list of the top teens. What we call in the last decade? Whatever the last no. decade was. Yeah, teens. And it felt like that in terms of just the way it felt and moved and the, its relationships of its characters. It felt very similar. Um, what, the and, way it, it was visualising sound, that part of it, or just no, the whole kind of feel no, of it? No, just the feel, especially in the RV. It's a road movie. American okay. Honey, it felt very similar in that respect. And what I cool loved, RV as well. What I loved about the RV scenes is they take it was out of the RV all the time because that's where the sounds are much more complex and much more noisy and clattering together because it's trying to enhance this soundscape because we know very much soon it's gone and that will create more of a juxtaposition for us to really notice it, which I thought was fantastic. The sound was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was. And it... It was clever, wasn't it, in how in just that 15 minutes it moved you. It was uncomfortable the whole way through, but it was quite... Mm. It was horrible to watch, actually. Even the softer bits, you know, it opens with a really, you know, audibly horrible mm. thing, but then mm-hmm. moves into... I put it, it was very good at setting tone and themes in a, in a quite a conspicuous way, but subtle at the same time. I get it, you know, there's some horrible imagery... There's some horrible, it, it, it didn't lose that uncomfortableness. And yet we've moved from a, a rave to a morning after to a this to that. Every scene had a very sort of uncomfortable undercurrent, I guess, mirroring what it would be like to lose your hearing in that way. And we, um, I thought it was going to make us wait longer until mm. we really saw the effects of his hearings deteriorate. That came in at around 10 minutes, something like that. Yeah, so we got really five quick. minutes to really see it affect him. And what I loved here, which Keanu Reeves can pick up a bit of, mm-hmm. he didn't describe it at all. He never described no. how he was feeling. He never had to describe what happened to his ears. We didn't have to hear any of that. Uh, we just had to see it. And it, mm-hmm. it's a classic case of show me, don't tell me, which is like rule 101. And that's exactly what it did. Yeah. No. That was, that was very, very good. I can see why it garnered so much attention. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, okay, it's, we're going to watch it. It's good though, because it but... felt independent, didn't it? It felt like an independent film, how it should feel. All films yeah. are well shot nowadays, so it, it kind of goes out the window. Like, you watch Netflix, mm-hmm. they're horrible films. I mean, they're not very well shot. They're just incredible. They're, they're good camera But the camera equipment. quality, that's a good, yeah. Is basically what's now ubiquitous everywhere. But this kept everything quite close. Did you also notice something else, which what was quite um, noteworthy? Every time we had his hearing or him in the mm-hmm. scene, he set his ears were at the center of the screen. They were framed, so his ears would be at the center, which I thought was really, oh, really? quite nice. No, that's uh, nice. Uh, I'm also just making that up, but I'm pretty sure I saw that like quite a good amount of times. Yeah, yeah. No, I um, believe you would. Which I liked. And then uh, the relationship, we didn't also have to see too much of that. Like you don't have to see these big grand gestures. You have to just show mm-hmm. little small moments where people... I was going to say, the, the minutiae 
will speak far louder in that situation because it's a point of reference, isn't it, right? Not everybody's done the whole bouquet of flowers or whatever it is, but most people have probably woken their girlfriend up. Yeah, or just these little brief moments that show why people love each other and just capture those and then that's it. You don't have to spell it out to us. We've got the characters there. And with Spain, that it's probably a nice time to move over to the last film in terms of films where you're desperately trying to tell the audience how to feel about a character. Mm-hmm. So, oh, what, what is this last film? Oh, fucking hell. So, the last film so, is War Dogs. Oh, yeah. Luke asked me, I was choosing three films. I saw Sound of Metal. Yeah, wanted to watch that. Heat was there, recommended after point break. Great. Love it. And then he says, Oh, let's watch a comedy. And War Dogs is recommended to me. Something and you said the words. You said the words, oh, I wanted to watch that, but didn't because mm. the reviews were bad. Yeah, it's one of those where the trailer Let's add was... to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for a hat in the ring. Um, so it was. It felt to me very wannabe Wolf of Wall Street. You know, where you, on Wolf of Wall Street, they play Black Skinner by Kanye on the trailer, and that sort of, that sort of uh, caustic energy falls all the way through the film, like these big uh, debauch scenes and stuff. That tones down was kind of, I felt, very similar energy that was going through War Dogs. Do you reckon... I mean, it um, just thinks it's cooler than it is. This was not cool. This was fucking lame. This do you reckon film. Jonah Hill told everybody on the set that he was in Wolf of Wall Street? He's amazing, Wolf of Wall Street. He is very good. Uh, do you want to have he a was the best. Th- he was the best thing in this as well. Oh, he's really good. He's great. I mean, I, I'm not sure he was great. I've not seen enough of him to say he's too good in this. He looked like he was You didn't see enough of, of him. <laughs> a lot of him. <laughs> Do you want to have a guess at who was meant to play these two roles before these two signed on? Yes. One of them you could see in it, and one of them, I was like, well, why the fuck would he be in this film? Mm, I would guess uh, Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. And... Is he the one you'd expect? Simon not... Pegg. <laughs> don't, I don't think Hollywood producers see Simon Pegg how we see him. They don't have the same roles to the spectacles. Um, so Shia LaBeouf, fine, mm-hmm. fantastic actor. I could definitely yeah. see that. Uh, secondly, Jesse Eisenberg. I literally went through Jesse Eisenberg. So who was Jesse Eisenberg going to play? Oh, hang on. <laughs> I don't want to buy. Don't want to buy a gun. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesse. Jesse Eisenberg's the other one. Is Jesse Eisenberg? He'd have been Miles Teller's character, obviously. Clearly. Jesse Eisenberg is in Zombieland, no? Or yes? yeah, yeah, the guy from the Social Network. Yeah, yeah. Who's the other one that everybody, and including me, gets confused with Jesse Eisenberg? Michael Sarah. Yes, the guy from Arista Development. Super bad. Super bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Juno and stuff. Um, right. Anyway, should we get on to this? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, Loud. So- Obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I put noisy. Third word I use. Preachy. I put question mark. I mean, I quite liked its politics. I think that could be the only thing I quite enjoy, where it's really mm. just opening an, a more interesting discussion about war in America, other than just, oh my God, they're doing it for the country. They're amazing. Actually, a little bit more interesting to say, you know, they have absolutely no idea what they're fighting for. I thought, I kind of thought the opposite. In as much as I wrote, what's the point of this film? Who's it aimed at, and what is it trying to say? Who's it speaking to? Because that's very good of who is because, it aimed at. Because me and you already <laughs> know the things that it's saying. Because and there'll be a demographic like us who are educated and read up on things, so are aware that you know maybe wars aren't all 
patriotism, you know, there might be ulterior motives. And then there's this subsect, especially in America, of idiots who think guns are good and war is great and God bless America, mm-hmm. who will hate this film. So who's this film talking to? Is it them? But they're just going to hate it. They're going to switch off. Yeah. That would be my... Um, no, that's a good point. When you Should we get him on? Should we get director on next week? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so I what I picked up on here was a lot of films allow you to discover characters. Yeah. And because they don't have to vomit at the character's personality in the first five minutes through very, very annoying first-person narration, Narration. they can then allow, because the character can develop, it means their character is a bit more three-dimensional. Do you know what I mean? So the changes aren't just obvious what's going to happen to the character. Mm-hmm. They can they can be a bit different. But this just so reminded me of, you know, that horrendous advertising where it's like, <laughs> this is Steve. Steve's 35. Steve's not happy with his guttering. Or oh, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> guttering getting from. I don't want to know about Steve now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm going to fix his guttering. They're just trying to encapsulate a character straight away. And they're trying to make him cool and likable. He just smokes weed and he just he just doesn't give a shit, man. You know what I mean? He's just one of these guys. He's just like you. He's just like you lads out there. But he can make money. Like you guys want to make money. Um, well, that was the, and he I'm, was just obnoxious. Like you said, he was so obnoxious. The lead character. I put dr- I put drun- drums. Drugs, <laughs> guns are good and are cool. Is that that's sort of what it was portrayed? I mean, they are. Like. They are cool. Let's get one thing straight then. Drugs and yeah, guns know, are but- cool. But it felt like this on that advertising uh, front, if you like, it felt like gun companies had gone make a film that teaches people that drugs and guns are cool so that they (laughs) don't hate our movie, like don't hate our industry. I've got a vivid memory of, you know, when you're like 10 or 11 and Mm -hmm. your parents just forget one night to put you to bed. It's like a Saturday. And I remember BBC. Did that happen a lot, Luke? BBC had like a film just rolling over like you know films that would just start at like quarter past ten and finish at quarter past midnight mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. and it was a Nicolas Cage um, <laughs> arms dealer film and it starts so similar to this one I can't remember what it's called but I'm pretty sure Nicolas it's Cage <laughs> a national treasure is he alright? <laughs> I'm having a stroke are you are you regretting not practicing that voice before just thinking I, I can yeah. do that yeah I don't really, it's not... I, I, I can it's do Michael my Caine, so I can do, do any of them. She can do Ken Bruce. She's only 16 or 15, whatever. She's only 15. Um, right, have you got anything else? Oh, that's something I've thought about this film. This is like, you know, annoying frat boys that usually in every American comedy. That look yeah, like, brah. Exactly. Look at we, we haven't had to encounter. It's like... Oh, no, those ca- it's like... <laughs> It's like those characters you're now having to watch them and they haven't developed, they've already peaked. These, yeah. are, these characters have already peaked. I'm now just watching them in like horrible situations. It's like, why would we why is this appealing? Who is this appealing to? And you know what I think? Who is the audience? I'm like, who is the audience? <laughs> Some I really hit your camera anymore. <laughs> um uh, anyway, yeah. Far too many words, far too noisy. Obnoxious mm-hmm. characters. Just everyone mm-hmm. just settle down, calm down, take some annoying scenes out. Like what was some weird you picked their up whole, one, their whole 15 minutes could have been done in about a five-minute snappy montage with no exposition. We would have got it. 
Um, tell us about the scene. You didn't like the scene in the old people's home, did you? Didn't I? Oh yeah. Well, what was it? It was. Did it think it was funny? Well, tell it the was audience. Sort of, it was trying. It felt like it was trying to make jokes. Or so tell the audience a little bit about the scene. So he's told us that he's sold. He's invested everything he's earned ever because he's fallen out with his parents and he's gone for broke and he's trying to sell. Boom boom. Drums. High end, high end, <laughs> it's just high end. Um, oh, your dog's back. Stayed in that room, did he? <laughs> Down boy. <laughs> you told him. <laughs> He's um, decided to sell cashmere or whatever it is, high end linen to old people's homes. That would not be like, nice to oh. sleep on. <laughs> well, that's that's weird and zany and boppy. Oh, let's watch him. Oh, my cousin's playing. Don't Fear the Reaper by Oyster Cult. Don't fear the reaper. Do you want to buy it? No. Do you, want, do you want to know what old people are like? It's like lizards. It would be like wrapping a lizard in cashmere. What's <laughs> <laughs> he trying to tell me what, that wasn't funny? a joke? No, it was bad, wasn't it? This is shite. I feel like it's a lot of I'm people. I'm not going to buy it. That's my cousin. It felt like a half-baked script. That they thought, oh, oh it'll be fine drugs. on the day. We've got, <laughs> we've got Miles Teller and John Hill. That'll be fine. And then they thought, oh, actually, wait a minute, this is crap. Let's do. Oh, it's not fine. We we'll do some up first person. That's yeah. really cool. This guy's going to be at the point. They want to be him. They want to be mates with him. They just want to be mates with this quite annoying guy and his big fat tanned mate. Well, do you, uh, do you think that's an interesting question? Do you think they worked backwards from Jonah Hill's character? We've got an arms dealer. He's big. He's fat. He's kind of like a Tony. Um, from Simpsons. Soprano. The, oh, Fat Tony. <laughs> Fat Tony. Thank you. Uh, okay. And he can be Jewish because he gets the money. Ah, and there's the whole Jewish mob thing. And it's Jonah Hill. Ah, and, but how do we talk about this cool character that we're going to create who fires machine guns at guys who steal his money for drugs and he doesn't even care about? We need Miles Teller to play that role. I think the issue was everything felt a little bit rushed because I think they had to get all the scenes in before lunch because the new Jonah Hill wouldn't show up after it. <laughs> 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 right anyway that was poor i'm not going to watch that film nor am i that was actually a film i'd quite nicely avoided until now i was slightly yeah. seduced by the trailer um many years ago and then i just saw very poor reviews and i thought oh, someone's up here and then someone reviewed you're it always to me. slightly seduced aren't you not like me and patrick <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're watching heat for next week then Mm-hmm. Which should be good. Where do you think it's going to go? Um, it's going to be like cat and mouse, isn't it? But both my cats. So kind of like a Tom and Tom. Oh, it's funny because they did a throwback. <laughs> um, okay. Right. We're right next week with Heat. Um, Watch it and then review along with us next week why fantastic. not fantastic great idea dan yeah why don't you guys Thanks. watch it but uh, obviously you guys are all film buffs so you should have seen it it really should not be a uh but watch it again okay <laughs> thanks everyone bye <laughs> see you later bye bye oh let's do that bye again oh, we can't <laughs> on myself i was gonna do bye and then stay there and then move i was going bye <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye bye. You've been listening to a The Rest Is Noise production.
for sales and advertising, please email therestisnoise.uk at gmail.com. For more episodes and to keep up to date, follow The Rest Is Noise on Twitter.